0: All right, welcome again to the Defender Bible Study. This is Rick Morton, Vice President for Engagement at Lifeline Children's Services. And we're excited to have you back today for our continuing study uh, in the book, Plain Theology for Plain People by Charles Octavius Booth. Today we're looking at Chapter 7. And Booth, in chapter 7, unpacks for us uh, a doctrine of the Bible. You know, the Bible is, of course, uh, the book that is our way of knowing God. It's our, it's our source of understanding ourselves and God and His plan for the world. It also is uh, by far the best-selling book in history. Something I learned in, in preparing this uh, Bible study is that it's also the most shoplifted book in the world. Um, and so uh, the Bible is pretty remarkable in the fact that um, people are um, diligently trying to get their hands on it and have been uh, for over uh, generations and generations and generations some interesting things about the Bible as well is the continuity of the scriptures we'll talk about that in a little more detail uh, here in a bit but uh, just that the Bible was was literally written over the over a period of about 1500 years uh, so that was 40 authors that uh, that wrote the Bible more than 40 authors that wrote over the course of more than 40 generations and um, And so today we're going to just unpack a few things about the Bible. We're going to take a look at some specific scripture passages, uh, and hopefully today will encourage us about the word that we have before us. The first thing that Booth Booth points out to us is that the Bible is a gracious revelation of God. In Romans chapter 1, we see the Apostle Paul writing this. He says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been So So the first thing that we see here from the Apostle Paul is the fact that there is in general revelation in in the creation and looking around and seeing the fingerprints of the Creator, enough revelation that we should be led to pursue God. But the truth is we don't. and, and so the Bible represents uh, God's special revelation to us of him going beyond uh, the minimum of creation and the minimum of created order uh, to engage us by helping us to know him through the telling the story of, of his plan for redemption across the ages and his interaction uh, with men and women. 2 Timothy 3, chapter 14 through 17 says this about the scriptures. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believe, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And, and so Paul is telling this young priest preacher Timothy, to persist in the Scriptures because the Scriptures are, are what help us. They're the sacred writings that help to make us wise, to lead us to salvation, uh, and, and, to, and to fulfill our faith in, in Jesus Christ. And that the Scriptures are the thing that have the power that God uses to, to teach us, to correct us, to, um, to, to admonish us, and ultimately to train us uh, to be men and women. Who pursue him? Uh, the second thing that Booth tells us is that the Bible contains the marks of of the d- divine mind. Um, one of the things that's really great about the Bible, as we look at it, is there's an economy to the Bible. There's not too much, and nor is there too little. Um, this is one story that's told through many little stories over the ages that are that are woven together in such a way to help us to see uh, the mind and, and the plan of God. Um, and 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 the Bible's stunningly accurate in uh, in that economy. Um, you know, we see, and we see modern examples of the fact that storytellers struggle to keep unity across two or three books or two or three films. Um, yet the Bible stands the, the, the test of the years and the test of scrutiny that is, uh, that is applied to it often as people try to critique the scriptures. Uh, we see that particularly in in messianic prophet, prophecy um, booth tells us that on the fulfillment of messianic prophecy that jesus uh, jesus fulfilled more than 40 48 messianic prophecies from the old testament the odds of one man fulfilling all of them is 1 in 10 that's uh one in, i mean i'm sorry 1 in 10 to the 157th power uh, that's one with 157 zeros after it um, in, in the book Science Speaks, Matthew Stoner calculated the odds of man of man fulfilling just eight of the major prophecies. It was one uh, in one quadrillion that one man would, would accomplish that. That's the equivalent um, for those of us that are math challenged like me. That, that, that think about the magnitude of those odds. That's the equivalent of stacking the surface of the entire state of Texas two feet deep in silver dollars, marking just one of them, and then setting a blindfolded man out to find them and him finding the marked silver dollar on just the first try. In other words, um, it's not left to chance that that Jesus is the fulfillment of prophecy. Uh, that God has told a story that that's unified and together better than any any film trilogy or or any any rendering of, of details in in literature. That God has has knit together um, this 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 beautiful story to help to testify. Um, to the worth uh, of Jesus and, and to his work. Um, the the word uh, the Bible uh, booth points out to us is how God's law is given if we you know if we look at the the um, the, the children in Israel in, in Sinai if we if we look at um, at exodus chapter 20 one of the things that we see uh, after the 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 law is given it says now in verse 18 now when all the people saw the thunder and flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet of the mountain smoking people were afraid and trembled they stood far off and said to Moses you That that Moses encountered the the presence of God and, and it was it was to the point that he had to veil his face before the people because the radiance of God was was reflecting from him because of the way that he had been with God and ultimately that that God has graciously um, revealed his his structure to the universe and and his holiness before us in in giving us his law he also has has given us the scriptures through the inspiration of holy men second um, Peter 1, 19 through 21 says, and, and we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention as, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the mar- morning star rises in your hearts, knowing that first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit moved on the hearts of men who wrote the scriptures, uh, who who wrote down the very words that God inspired them to write in order to to reveal Himself to us. Um, Scripture was given uh, ultimately by the the Son of God. We have the revelation of Jesus uh, in the Gospels and in the New Testament. We also have it in the Old Testament in the story that was leading to the coming of the Messiah. Hebrews 2 1 through 4 says, Therefore, we must pay attention. Attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. And so finally, we come down to um, the purpose that the Bible was given to us, and, and Booth points out uh, three things that that the Bible was given to us for. First of all, it teaches us of God. Matthew four seventeen. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." That that Jesus came that we might know God, that we might we might experience God, that he that he experienced the world in the flesh, so that we might be brought close to God. God, but ultimately, that we've been given a record of the fact of the king that the kingdom of God is at hand because of the work that that God has done over the ages uh, that culminated in Jesus. The second thing is that it it is it gives us. Um, it tells us of God's personal and particular providence. In other words, that God's personal action and and his, his choosing and direction for all of us, Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And, and we understand that God's providential hand, that God is at work, that he's, he's not asleep. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't, he doesn't lose attention. He's not, he's not removed from us, but he is perfect Present and He is near, and we can experience that presence and that nearness uh, in the Word that He has given us. And then finally, it gives us. it gives us the knowledge of the duties and the relations of life uh, that, that God has, has set apart for us. Uh, Psalm 119, "'How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With, with my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes.'" With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. And so the psalmist writes for us that that a key to to living out the heart of God and and to pursuing all that God wants for us, all that he has set apart for us to do and all that he has set apart for us to know about him uh, ultimately is by by guarding our hearts and guarding our way according to his word. And so today I would I would encourage you even this week to spend some time in particularly in Psalm 119 because the psalmist really there, um, the depth of of the of the the sweetness of the revelation of God that 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 He has given of Himself through His Word, uh, and in these days, as we um, as 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 we struggle and as we may be confused, uh, we are we are given the graciousness of God in the form of having the Scriptures. Let us let us focus our minds and 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 focus the affections of our heart on the Scriptures. Today, this week, we're going to be praying for Costa Rica, uh, and we want to remember and pray for uh, the people of Costa Rica, for the vulnerable children of Costa Rica, also for the central authority in Costa Rica. We want to pray for Pawnee, the central authority, and we want to pray that the Lord would, would give them wisdom and encouragement and resources as, as they evaluate children and families and they work to, to improve processes there. Uh, we want to specifically pray for their staff. Uh, we want to pray for our friends. Uh, our Friends and partners, there, and we want to pray for the needs of orphan and vulnerable children in Costa Rica. For those that are awaiting adoption, that God would would bring families. For for those that are that are in institutions, that God would bring security and that He would bring love and training to them, uh, and and that God would care for them for the children of Costa Rica in in the ways that are appropriate in order uh, in order for them uh, to to be pointed toward Jesus, who is their ultimate hope. We're excited today and thankful that you joined us for the Defender podcast. Uh, please remember to check us out at lifelinechild.org uh, for more information about the ministry of Lifeline and for ways that you can engage in care, get engaged in caring for the fatherless around the world. And so this is Rick Morton uh, signing out today for the Defender Bible Study.